why do you wake up daily going, I'm willing to do that every single day relentlessly? There's a part of you that you know inside that keeps that fire lit now versus kind of like just in, indulging in the, you know, you only live once. You might as well just go out and have fun and just do the bare minimum and slide into the, you know, your casket beat up, bruised and, and, and bloody. There's a part of you that makes you different from most people in your, even your age group, or your generation that drives you. What is that? I, I want to, I want to get into that with you. Welcome to Wise Words and Whiskey. I'm your host, Wiley McGraw. Join me with other great guests as we sip good whiskey and talk about all things high performance. So kick back, pour yourself a nice dram, and settle in for some low-key conversations on high-performance living. Let's jump in. Let's rock and roll, brother man. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's great to see you too, Wiley. So for everybody that's hanging out with us right now, I'm going to tune in and listen to this conversation. I want you to meet a good friend of mine, an unbelievable young man that I absolutely have respect for. His name is Alex Crucial. Alex, you know, has an unbelievable background and a crazy story, but um, is right now currently uh, an, is an America's manager for a multi-billion dollar company. Uh, FLIR is the name of the company, uh, acquired by Teledyne, correct? That is correct. Right. And you've got a background uh, in geography, uh, uh, undergrad in geography, but also you're completed your MBA. I think the company paid for your master's in business administration, uh, which is fan freaking tastic. You've got unbelievable ambitions for your life, et cetera. You've got great hobbies. You're a skydiver. You're a coffee aficionado, uh, now a whiskey guy as well that I've introduced to, uh, you know, over the years. But, um, I'm happy you're here with us today. I wanted everybody to meet you. I want to have a great conversation with you. I brought you on though, because I want to discuss or unpack with you your attitude and mindset around what drives your desire to be successful, to sacrifice, you know, fun things, et cetera, to have this work ethic that many people in your generation don't really possess. We're going to get into that. We're going to unpack that. We're going to provide people unbelievable wise words and insights around that attitude that you have, that mindset, that, that willingness, that work ethic that you are incessantly committed to. But first, I want to pour a little glass of whiskey with you. I want everybody to kick back, relax, pour themselves a nice dram. I, today, we are going to sip on that Balvini Caribbean cask 14-year-old. You have a glass already prepared, though, I don't do. You? I'm a step ahead of you. <laughs> Not a problem. Everyone, go ahead and do yourself a favor and pour yourself a nice glass as we do the same thing. Because before we get into this, what matters is kick back and relaxing together over a nice dram of good whiskey so we can enjoy the conversation at hand. Alex, brother, it's a pleasure. Slancha, cheers to you. And I'm glad cheers. you're here. Thanks for having me on, Wiley. Mm, absolutely. I think this is one of your favorite, isn't it? Ooh. That is good. It's good. <laughs> so it's one of your favorites though, right? I mean, I know you, you really appreciate this kind of scotch. I do. And I think when you and I first started hanging out, I was never really a whiskey guy. I I, right. I have a tendency to lean more towards tequila, but you've just yeah. exposed me to so many at this point that um, I think I've really, I, I would say I'm a Balvini guy. You've, you've had me try a whole bunch yeah. at this point, and I, I feel like I find myself coming back to the Balvinis, the Caribbean cask, the sherry. I, I think those those have to be at the top of my list. 
Love it. Well, yeah. You know what I love about the Balvinis is it's consistent. I mean, they're all consistent, but the smoothness of it, right? You get that vanilla, that oakiness to the taste of the palate with some honey layered spices. But what's beautiful about the one we're sipping together today, excuse me, is it's the Caribbean cask. It's aged 14 years, which is unbelievable. High performance and everything that David C. Stewart does as the Balvini malt master. But it was finished in Caribbean rum casks. So it imparts even more of a, I would say, vanilla sweetness or fruitiness to the resulting single malt, which then changes the entire experience altogether. Do you get a sense of that, like that smokiness when you sip it? I do. It's it's very it's very yeah. subtle because I find that yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of very smoky tasting whiskeys, but just a little little right. hint of it. But I love the honey, the vanilla, those really soft undertones. I think that's what I appreciate most about it. Yeah, it's such a smooth dram altogether. And, and if you haven't tried it, if you're listening, I highly recommend. The Balvini in general is going to be an absolute must for any any type that they put out. But this Caribbean cask is, to, is definitely a go-to for, for me as well. So I'm glad that we're able to share today. But, you know, let's continue to sip on it as we chat. Yet, let's dive into why you're even here to have this conversation is one of the biggest things, and I'm just going to bluntly say it out loud, is for your age, Alex, since I've known you, being your friend, we skydive together. Uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time getting to know who you are, how you live your life, the kind of standards you operate by is often not really found in your generation. Myself being a Gen Xer, as well, uh, you know, I look at you where you're at, and you as a, you're 31 years old. You're at this point where you're successful. Your bosses recognize your leadership. You're committed to your work ethic. Sometimes to your own detriment, where people are like, "Hey, you should probably take a break, right?" I mean, yeah. you, you grind hard. Um, there are times we've had conversations where you you're willing to sacrifice, you know, going and having some fun because you got a project to get done. You want to make sure that that's handled first. So then you can enjoy the fruits of your labor. You can enjoy the experiences of your successes. I absolutely respect that. I think that's a work ethic that's highly underutilized and missing in, a, in our world today. But for you as a, I would say, Gen Zer, if you will, or you know, I think younger millennial, whatever one it is, you act more like a Gen Xer. You behave more like someone who's years ahead of where you actually really are. There's a reason what or why you actually were in, able to end up in this position to begin with, despite maybe having those years where you kind of screwed off, like we all do at a younger age. Let's unpack that. What is it about you? What did you discover about yourself that transitioned you from kind of just going with the flow of life to recognizing, you know what? I want to experience a very successful, very happy, fulfilled life where I get to choose what I want to do. I can have the money that I desire. I can experience the successes that I crave what was that about you specifically that you discovered? You know, I think it's something that I just realized as I got older. Um, when I look back to when I was doing my undergrad, you know, you're 19, 20 years old, you're in college, you're having a good time. Maybe you're not there on your own volition. You're not really respecting the energy that you're putting into doing something like an undergrad undergraduate degree yeah. and i yeah i guess i always felt a little remorseful about that because i came out of school i really i i wanted to get into city planning so i i did my undergrad in geography i wanted to get into right. digital cartography working with geographic information systems and i Jeez. i just found that you know something about myself that i really love is i love to i love to build and create 
And when I came out of my undergrad, I really struggled to hit that stride and get where I wanted to be. So I kind of tumbled for a little while and it was discouraging. Um, I felt lost for a little bit. You know, I, I moved between a few jobs for a while. I came into FLIR back in 2014, I want to say, just doing a a very, you know, common job. I was doing customer service and I I guess a lot of it comes down to just networking, meeting the right people at the right time, but also, you know, being addicted to that progress a little bit, you know, it just seemed like I was meeting a lot of good people. I was getting the opportunities to be involved in things. I was being recognized. You start to see where that benefits your personal life, your confidence. And I guess I got addicted to that, that, that progress. And now eight years later, I'm still working for the same company. I've probably held four different positions, uh, within the company and, you know, I'm very, uh, thankful and I feel blessed that people recognize the effort that I put into it because, um, you know, it's finding that growth trajectory that that's really what excites me the most. Yes. And I, you know, I'm going to take a minute to to land that point for people that are hanging out with us, listening to you even share that right out of the gate is this desire to build and create was a fire inside you, but you weren't given the right environment just yet. You had to seek out different experiences that accentuated that, that innate nature of you. That's why at your age, you're able to be so already successful for ahead of most people where people are recognizing the kind of quality guy you are and the attitude you you bring to the table, the leadership qualities. But that all aside, I think what I've noticed myself and why you're here, what your bosses and people at this, this company are noticing is your absolute openness to become better every single day, everything that you do. Every aspect of your life, you're always looking for ways to build upon what you've learned before. You don't find that kind of quality often anymore. Most people like to do a few things and just be cool with where they're at. You're not afraid to embrace. I don't know that. And I'm willing to learn and grow and be better. They even say that to me when we're spending time together or whatever it might be. It's like, I like to learn and get better. And for who you are and at your age group and what you do, that's commendable. I think that's a, a key to your success. Would you agree? I I appreciate you saying that because it means a lot to me. Um, I guess. Um, actually, would you would you mind just repeating that 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 comment? No, you are very open. You're never shut off, no matter what comes at you. Uh, you're willing to learn. You're willing to grow. Embrace uh, hard truths. Hear feedback expand on it is the reason why you're recognized the way you are and why you've been able to grow so quickly in your position right now, because you're managing a team and your position, you're running an eight figure revenue stream for your company. You're doing unbelievable stuff at your level that most people at 31 years old aren't even close to. They're trying to figure out for themselves. They don't usually figure it out till their forties in my, my age range. So that was my point. Would you agree that your openness, that that's the key element to why you're so successful even now in this moment? Yeah. I think a lot of it is just keeping, keeping an open mind, just, um, never being fully satisfied with really, um, not being fully satisfied with where I am in a given moment and just 
keeping myself available, um, allowing myself to kind of stretch and extend to things that make me uncomfortable. Because uh, I think I'd even mentioned to you, Wiley, uh, this is really one of the first opportunities that I've had to, to talk about myself. I'm so used to doing a lot of public speaking at work where I'm talking about a project or I'm talking about an opportunity, but very rarely do, do I get interviewed and asked about myself. Um, so yeah. it's, it's something new for me. Um, you know, I was a little bit nervous coming onto the podcast also, sure. but I'm, I'm very thankful that you've, you've brought me on here because this is another way that I feel like I'm extending myself and I'm opening myself to these, these different opportunities and, and new ways to kind of explore myself. Yeah. And you know what? And that's the reason why I brought you on. There are so many different variables here that knowing who you are, where you're at, what your work ethic is, your focus, your determination, the kind of man you are, I felt it was going to be in, you know, inspirational and valuable to people that are sitting down right now, sipping a little whiskey with us, listening to you talk already and going, wow, this guy is willing to embrace things that are uncomfortable for him scary for him if it, it, even, you know, and that's the reason why I'm glad you, you were willing to accept the challenge of just coming on and having a casual conversation with me, because let's focus on you. Let's focus on pulling out wise words that you carry, because there are people your age that would need to learn and understand you can be successful. You can be happy. You can be fulfilled. If you have a very specific determination like Alex does, and Alex has got his own information to share with you, and I'm I'm pulling it out of you on purpose because you do have that. You do have leadership that the world does need to hear about, and I want people that are listening to hear that. I want them to learn simple, wise words that we pull out together that can, in fact, change their mindsets, can maybe spark a new challenge in their life, can give them permission to explore things they otherwise would unnaturally go towards. Like you've never been in a position where you just talk about you, focusing on something about your, your mindset and attitude and your behavior and your standards and how you live your life because, well, hell, maybe that's what you need right now to go to another level is just have a simple conversation. So I appreciate it, which is why I want you to continue to share even more so about what do you do in the morning? What drives you to get up and consistently go after this work ethic that you have, because obviously you grind and you stress at times, but yet you still do it. There's a reason, a deeper reason why you do that. What is that? Wow. Yeah, that is, that's a great question. Um, I think a lot of it is just personal exploration to try to figure out where my limit is. Um, as a kid, I was always very active. You know, I played a lot of sports. There, there, not to sound overly confident or anything, but I always felt capable of doing the things that I wanted to do. And now that I'm, I'm kind of climbing this this corporate hierarchy, and you start to assume more responsibility, you start to get more into these more abstract areas of business. It kind of challenges your confidence, and it it makes you really think how capable you are. And I think waking up every day, not knowing what's going to happen or what I'm going to have to deal with, or just, just anything that could possibly pop up during the day. I think that's what motivates me most because I haven't okay. really felt like I've gotten knocked back down on, on my ass in a while. And, um, I, I guess it's just seeing how far I can take it. You know, I, I, I guess I'm still curious about what motivates me, but I know it's just, really trying to see how far I can take things and what I'm really capable of. Right. It's the, it's the create and build nature of you. And it's, I love what you said. 
These are these are really really specific wise words to to take home with you is where are your limits at? Do you even know what your limits are? If you don't even know what your limits are, you might be doing things that are a little too comfortable for you. Maybe it's time to explore a little bit more of the wild side of you or nature and find environments or jobs or opportunities that really stretch and challenge you that you wake up in the morning going, what might happen today? You know what I think is great, Alex? And this is, you know me well, and you know the theme of even the work I do with leaders and what I talk about constantly is life's magic is in the unknowns. Transformation happens in embracing the fear of the unknown. If you know what's coming your way when it comes to growth, change, success, et cetera, you're never actually going to, in fact, achieve that next level. But if you can embrace that, you wake up in the morning, I, you and I had a conversation recently that was about speaking up about something going on. You were doing a launch with your 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 company and you said that there's <laughs> some situation with the you know, the new website, the shopping cart, et cetera, but you still spoke up anyway. You did it regardless of maybe whether or not you needed to or not. It doesn't matter. You did it because you recognized in that moment, I have no idea what's going to come from this. I'm just going to say it anyway, because I know I need to. I know that if not me, who else is going to do it? And my job as a leader is, is important. So I'm going to make it known. And lo and behold, things eventually worked out for you. But that is that's the kind of person you are. And I think that's important for people to listen to and hear and recognize that sometimes the simplest speaking up in a moment that feels uncomfortable is going to actually do great things for you when it comes to your building and creating your own life. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, with that particular situation, I always think if I'm feeling it, there's probably four or five other people that are feeling the exact same way. Um, so, you know, right. you're in good company. Right. No one likes to be the person that has to fall on the sword, give bad news. Uh, but I think in the end, it's it's the people that are willing to do that. You know, they're willing to be truthful and honest. Um, I think that's really what goes a long way because, I mean, for me, uh, yeah. especially with people in my team, I, I don't want people to just yes man me all the time and just agree and just say everything's fine, everything's you know rainbows right. and and, right. and cupcakes. You know, it's <laughs> I appreciate honest and truthful feedback, and uh, I think without that, you just fall victim to your own biases. True, and you know what? As a leader, what's what's huge, and being being former military and talking about this right now with you. What just sparked me was as a leader, you're you're not you're not unwilling to embrace feedback for yourself. Many people get caught up in the idea that when they have a title, that automatically makes them a leader. That automatically means they know what's right, they know what's best. There's no else, no, no other place for them to learn or grow, right? We get caught up in this, especially in corporate America. You know it well. I I know having clients that worked in those those areas. But you just said it and hit it on the head, and and that's a point that I I want I I care to emphasize in this moment is the fact that you're the kind of leader who's willing to say you know what, just be blunt with me, be candid with me. Same thing in the military. We have teams for a reason. It doesn't matter what our rank is. Yes, we respect the rank, we respect the hierarchy. But when we're operating, when we're doing combat operations together, when we're we're training, everybody has a say. Everybody has a plate at the table, if you will. And there's nothing wrong with telling the leader, hey, check it out. Corporal McGraw, uh, I don't know if that idea is going to be the best for what we're doing right here. We got to set up our gun systems over here because the enemy is doing this and this and this. 
You might have seen it that way, but it can change because of X, Y, Z. And I go, you know what? That's actually a really good point. Let's look at that idea and let's consider where I might have been falling short on my own ability to see what's best for our, our mission moving forward. You do that in your business right now. And I think that's, those are words to take, take or heed true to your heart is if you're the kind of person who's willing to take feedback, you become a better person, but you become a better leader no matter where you're at in your life and in your business. You know, and I, I think part of it too is because because I started just on the ground floor of the company that I'm at, uh, I, I know a lot yeah. of, of these people personally. I've, I've known them for years. I, I guess in a lot of ways, I still see myself at the same level as them. I, I really don't try to fall victim to ego or title or status. It's just, you know, maybe there's a little yeah. more responsibility. Maybe you have to answer to a few more people. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm still the same person that I was in those other roles and I still have the same ethics and morals. Um, so I think it's always sure. just, you know, falling back on those things that are important too. While still respecting the fact that you got where you are because of your capacity and your leadership, it doesn't mean you have to change. It's just, it's, it goes back to the idea that I know these people. I know what they do. I've been there. I understand it. I can empathize with it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to not respect the fact that I've earned where I'm at as well. So there's a balance that you strike. Absolutely. That's that's how I, I'm taking that. Because in your life, even when it comes to like making reservations for dinner, even when it comes to the kind of relationships you have, how you handle and deal with your situations even outside of work, you have unique standard that you like to abide by. You like to create and build to make sure that the experiences that result are always good. I mean, they're always good. I've seen that and I see how you operate with that. So I, I feel that you don't just do it in your business. You do it in your life with your partner, your house, your dog, all the, I mean, even in the background, you know, I mean, we talk about those coffee machines, you're a coffee aficionado and you've got an unbelievable machine. It took you time to build up to make sure that when you bought that, it was the right decision. You did it from a place of building and creating, understanding standards. What do I need so that I can have the best experience with my coffee? Am I willing to sacrifice as long as I need to so that I make the best decision so I elevate myself to another level when it comes to my aficionado nature when it comes to coffee? And that's what you did and why you have such an amazing machine in your life. Same thing with the work you do, the team you lead, skydiving that you do, everything you do is all about being meticulous, making sure you're pushing your boundaries, your limits, challenging yourself in the tunnel, doing all these really cool things, all is about holistic, high-performance living for you. Yeah, I, I think one thing that I really enjoy is is the process of building up to things. I think um, we tend to lose, we, we tend to get too focused on where we want to be, you know, five or 10 right. years down the line. And we forget about just those small steps that are that are necessary to getting there. Uh, one thing that my dad always reminded me anytime I would feel really overwhelmed in a situation, he's like, "There's only way. Well, there's only one way to eat a whale, and it's one bite at a time." And you know, I really try to remind myself that um, you know, pursuing an yeah. MBA, for example, um, it's it's something that you know I was I was a little bit reluctant to do at first, but as I got to exposed to all these other things at work, I was like, okay, I'm I'm starting to interface with a lot of very intelligent people. There's a lot of uh, risk that's involved in doing some of these things, so I need to try to prepare right. myself for these 
types of situations the best that I can. And, you know, there's, there's a time for, for work and there's a time for play. And that's really how I, how I try to approach a lot of these things is, you know, if something's important and I would like to, I guess, uh, if something's important and I know that I have to do it, the, the sky is always going to be there. I'll always be able to skydive, you know, but there's times for professional development and there's times for self-growth. There's times for fun. And it's just figuring out when's the pr- appropriate time for each one of them. Right. And, and let's, let's go a little bit deeper with that. That's my job. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to poke a little bit more because most people, they don't want to sacrifice those fun times. They want to do the, you know, may just do enough work, make enough money because the fun, the, the, you know, drinking the alcohols, having the concerts, you know, partying, hanging out, going to sushi joints, doing all those little cool things. They're great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I've enjoyed the hell out of my, in my life. There's a part of you that separates you, that makes you want to find that kind of prioritizing in your life where you know, you're willing to go, you know what, maybe I shouldn't actually do that this weekend because I want to make sure that this is done right. There's something that drives you to stay engaged in this adulting, if you will. You know, we've talked, I think people are like, why don't you guys skydive all the time? It's because we're adulting. We have, we've got businesses, we've got responsibilities. That doesn't necessarily mean that people stick to them. Why do you wake up daily going, I'm willing to do that every single day? relentlessly. There's a part of you that you know inside that keeps that fire lit now versus kind of like just in, indulging in the, you know, you only live once. You might as well just go out and have fun and just do the bare minimum and slide into the, you know, your casket beat up, bruised and, and, and bloody. There's a part of you that makes you different from most people in your, even your age group or your generation that drives you. What is that? I want to, I want to get into that with you. Yeah. I, I think what it is, is I have a lot of respect for the people that I work with and there's people that I depend on, they depend on me and I just don't want to let them down. Mm. I think that that's really what it, what it comes to. Um, I've had a lot of people that have stuck their neck out for me. They've bailed me out of difficult situations. And I think all I really want to do at the end of the day is just reciprocate that respect. Wow. Wise words, my man. Respect reciprocating respect. You know what it is though? Is the fact that you actually have care and concern for those that you impact. I think it's a, a big theme that I, t- I hear and I talk about with good people like you is you wake up daily going, people depend on me, rely on me. I'm committed to making the best possible impact for those that I'm responsible for. I'm responsible for myself first so I'm going to do what I need to do that makes me my best on a daily basis. I'm going to acknowledge when I'm stressed out, when I'm angry, frustrated, when I've got a lot of grind going on on the table, but I'm never going to let that determine how I treat others and how I show up. I'm going to respect the fact that I have this responsibility and I'm going to do it now because it's going to make life even better, even easier as I get older, as I create more for myself, as I experience the fruits of my labor. And I think I know that if you're listening to this right now, you need to consider the fact that it's almost, here's a saying, and this is populated in my head, Alex, and I think you'll appreciate it, but I'm going to say it out loud, is sweat more in peace, bleed less in war. And that's the nature of 
we talk about it, you know, we're in a grind right now. Well, the grind doesn't feel that bad because we have care and concern about what we're doing in the world. We have motivations, we have desires, ambitions, and dr we're driven by a purpose. We're driven by a beacon, a light. I'm here in the world to, to unfuck these leaders, to, to create better, more powerful, more prominent peace living people that have effect on life. You're here to do unbelievable work where you're creating, you're building, you're, you're growing infrastructures, you're experiencing challenges. That does have an effect overall on society. And if you can live by that standard and you do what you're willing to do now to embrace that, and you're willing to make these necessary sacrifices, not unhealthy ones, healthy ones. Now you sweat more in peace, you bleed less in war, which means you experience more freedom, more, you know, satisfaction, longevity in your life so that you're like, I'm in a position where I can do whatever the hell, I can send it wherever I want to go, whenever I want to do it, because I was willing to live by this standard. That is what I took away from what you just said. Yeah. And, you know, I think there was a few people that I encountered early on in my business career that <clears throat> I gained, a, I, I had tremendous respect for these people. They had very difficult jobs, um, but they always held their composure. They held their demeanor. Um, mm. It's, it's easy to lose that perspective um, when when you feel like you're doing things for other people, but you 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 forget how they might be looking at you in those situations too. And I, I just remember, you know, one person in particular that I used to work with. I, I just had admiration for the guy. Um, you know, he he would always invite me along to meetings, even if you know maybe it wasn't really the most appropriate thing for me to be involved in. Um, I always had a seat at the table. Um, you know, he was always yeah. really easy to talk to. I really felt like I was a part of the team. And, you know, I think when I have those self-reflecting moments of, you know, how I'm going through my own career path is that I just want to emulate those people because I know the impact that they had on myself. Um, so I always try to, I always try to yeah. look at how my actions are impacting my team, you know, is something that I'm going to do help somebody else start growing their own career. So I think it's always important yeah. to remember that. Yeah, that's a good, those are good words to uh, sit with. Again, it goes back to, yeah, how, uh, what were my experiences that allowed me to get to where I'm at? Can I reciprocate that? Because I understand that the only way in which we, we succeed is when others succeed around us, especially when we become leaders. Now, I just talked about it not too long ago with someone else where we, we are all leaders in our lives. We lead our lives every single day. It doesn't matter if you're responsible for 10 people, 100 people, 10,000 people, nobody. When you wake up in the morning and you get after it, no matter what it looks like, it doesn't matter if you go into a job nine to five, you're an athlete, uh, you're, you know, it doesn't matter. If you're, even if you're a stay-at-home dad or, or mom, leadership comes from a desire to impact your environment and those around you, to uplift and create and build sustainability so that everybody can experience that that same peace that same satisfaction and i i see it in your face when we talk and i see it now you know as much as you've been working your ass off and you've been doing so many unbelievable things and projects you've been managing so many different variables you're being challenged and stretched i mean your your boss is telling you he wants you to take over i mean huge promotions you made more making more money faster than you thought you know i've got all this stuff coming at you you always find time to stay centered. You've had your moments. You've even admitted it to me. We've had conversations. You're like, yeah, I've, I've dealt with this stuff, but you've always dealt with it. You've always found your 
ability to move through it, find solutions, build from it. And think it's important to, if we can, just for a couple minutes, maybe if you can expand on that. And it's like, what keeps you in this position to, st- to always find your center, no matter what's thrown at you? Because, <laughs> dude, you are unlike a lot of people that can can truly be in the position you're in and still find center and still be able to like smile and experience, okay, I'm going to keep going and I'm just going to keep creating. What What is it about you? What do you find that's valuable for you that keeps you in that that space of finding your center despite whatever chaos is around yeah, you? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question because I think I'm still learning to manage that myself. Um, sure. I think just over time realizing that it's, it's so rare that anything's ever going to be perfect. Um, there's, there's always going to be tension, conflict to deal with. Um, I think what helps keep me centered is just knowing that it's inevitable. I mean, these are just facts of life that we have to deal with. Uh, but how we choose to respond to these things is what really defines us as people. Uh, uh-huh. so Granted, you know, everybody has their moments that they might have a knee jerk reaction to something or they may not handle things the way that they want to. But I think it goes back a lot to those self-reflective moments um, and just checking yourself and saying, you know, did did I really handle that in the best way? Is there a better way that I could have done it? You know, how can I prevent this from potentially happening again? Um, you know, just can just ne- never really being fully satisfied with the way that you handle things and and finding ways to to do it better. And I think that go- also goes along with just lifelong learning. You know, that's that's really right. a big piece. Well, that's been a big thing for me for the past couple of years too. Yeah, and it, and clearly it's pr- uh, producing positive results for you. So I'm going to pull back because you said something that, that these are very underutilized skill sets with people, which is self-reflection. Those wise words you just spit about doing a, an audit of your reactions or responses to situations, that self-reflection, people don't do it anymore. There's not enough of time that people spend recognizing, okay, where could I have improved that? How could I have reacted differently or better? Why did this situation show up the way it did? Did I actually do X? Did I do Y? And and be willing to face the uncomfortable truths of yourself in that moment and go, you know what? That sucked. Like even it's like even in my work, sometimes I get done talking and I'm 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 so engaged in the client's life. I'm going and going and I'm saying shit and I'm like confronting them. I'm like ripping them apart because that's my job. And just giving them all these truths because I'm battling in the trenches with them. And I stop and go, did I actually come across a little bit too much that way? Or did I, it doesn't matter. No, I know myself. I know that absolutely I did right. And I did what I was, what's best for my client because I've done this a long time. It doesn't matter. I still self-reflect every single day. Did I actually say that? Did that sound dumb for a moment? Because maybe I was such in a flow that that came out a certain way. I reflect and ask my partner, do you think I could have done that a little differently? And if my partner says, yeah, she goes, you know, you could have maybe eased up a little bit on the hammer there with that. Okay. Got it. That's okay. That's all right. It just, it's like, it's important to self-reflect those wise words, man. Take a sip, relax. If you hear what Alex just said, I think the key to your success is the fact you're willing to self-reflect. That's a big one. You're not afraid to, you're not afraid to look at dude, did I just do something dumb or did I do something great or did I, can I be better here? How did it impact people around me? Do people feel good when they're with me, when I lead them? Do they like the decision I made? 
you are willing to do that where other people aren't. And I think that's what separates you and why you're creating and experiencing so much growth in your life so fast. Yeah. And I, I think because a lot of my past roles have been just at an individual contributor level, it's a little bit harder to yeah. reflect on those moments because you're only really <clears throat> personally responsible for just a few things that, that you have complete sure. control over and learning to manage a team, starting to get in, involved with, you know, more of like multinational type responsibilities. It's, it's easier to kick those hornet's nests and have those disruptive moments. And I think that's really what's driven a lot of uh, my own personal reflection is just some of those negative experiences that you just don't really want them to happen again. And you want to right. always try to improve and, and handle them in the best way that you can. Love it, man, because you're right. It's I think we, we get caught up in negative experiences and people let that become their focus. They let the negative experience, then it's almost like snowball. And they go down this rabbit hole of of just seeing life that way. Everything is now, oh, I had this negative experience. What else is going to happen? You know, oh my gosh. And they become victims to uh, life circumstances. And they never really take ownership or take charge to get themselves out of those negative experiences. Like you just said, where if I had a, a mistake or a negative moment, what am I going to do now to improve it so that doesn't happen again? Can I make this better? Can I change this? Can I become the architect so that we don't have to have these types of mistakes? So that we don't have to have these kind of detrimental moments. We can only create growth from here. And that, that to me, I love that because it's, it's something I stand by where if it feels awful, I like it because I know that it's going to do something good for me if I'm willing to embrace it. I'm willing to acknowledge maybe I maybe I was a dick in this moment because I was a little upset at something or maybe I came across aggressive or maybe my team didn't feel heard. So now I need to know where I can improve that because I don't want that to happen again. I'm committed to that type of high performance leadership and that is which what translates into my ability to then succeed because it's not to be chasing success, it's me becoming the kind of person I want to be and leading and impacting others that the byproduct becomes the successes that I experience. And for you, that's what I'm seeing happening because of that mindset. Absolutely. You know, um, a big thing, and you, you kind of asked me what, what motivates me to keep going. And yeah, I think, I, I, I think when I really ask myself that question, I, I just, I have a hard time giving up on things and I've always been, I've always <laughs> been the the person to just show up. You know, I'm, yeah. I may not always be the smartest person in the room or the most competent, but I refuse to give up. And I always, I always show up. Man. Ooh. You know, we're getting close to the end already. I mean, time goes by so fast when you're having fun, you and I can rap for hours. I get it. I love, I love talking to you, Alex. There's so much I can pull out of you. You just literally spit some fire in that moment about showing up. You're willing, you just show up. You're willing to just show up and you're willing to just execute no matter what's going on. It's that commitment to being there, being present, a willingness. You're allowed, it doesn't matter how you feel, the motivation comes later. But I'm willing to show up and never give up. You are relentless that way. I got to tell you, folks, if you're, if you're paying attention to what he's saying, it's Alex is actually relentless in that, that manner. I know intimately well, he's not the kind of guy that gives up easily on anything that he puts his mind to. Those wise words are important because showing up 
and being willing to, to continue no matter what's going on and be willing to not give up. Those are the fundamental, I would say, ingredients for success in your life. Success is subjective. We all have our own definition. doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to be successful like Alex or me or anybody else, but can you just take away from this conversation those wise words that Alex is going to leave us with, which is show up, always show up, and never give up. Be relentless. Consider the impact that you, you have on those around you. Look at the way in which you can always improve your situation when you make mistakes or you experience negative situations. Those key fundamental factors will, in fact, progress, accelerate you in the right direction. You will experience success much more, I would say, efficiently versus you trying to grind your way towards it. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I thought that was the perfect summary of everything. You you put it better than I could have. Okay. <laughs> Well, my man, I mean, we're, you know, I, I would love to absolutely stay here as always and chat with you forever in a day because we can, we, you know what, I'm going to have to have you back. We're going to have to go even deeper, expand on other elements because you got so many different valuable insights to share with people. I love hearing you talk about them, what drives you, what motivates you. Uh, but at this point, if there's any other thoughts you might want to share with people that are listening to you right now that can change just the simplest of perspectives for them so they can be motivated. To, to, to stay on that path like you. What is that? Do you have anything to share? I think probably the last thing I would say is just, it sounds cliche, but just try to celebrate the small victories. Uh, I think I had mentioned earlier, everybody wants yeah. to be the, the self-image of themselves five, 10 years down the yeah. line. Uh, we don't celebrate right. the small things that bring us a little bit closer to those goals. Um, so right. just be kind to yourself, mm. set those realistic goals, start taking action that you can actually influence and change and you'll get there. Yep. Um, I mean, yep. for me, it felt like there was just years of just coasting was the best way that I could put it. And then it just seemed like one day things just went into high gear and they started taking off really fast. And once that started happening, there was almost no stopping it. So, so yeah, it's, exactly. But you, yeah, but you embrace it. You recognize it happened because you were ready for it, regardless of you mentally think you're not. Because you were willing to actually have that experience and put in that work, when it started to take off, you knew how to embrace it. And that I want to leave people with that as well. Is it's the same thing that you and I know very well uh, when it comes to tunnel flying, perfecting our skills as with our body flight. We laugh in the tunnel. We have a good time when we hit the wall. We are willing to embrace that we might make that that little adjustment in our you know transition from head up to head down. Right. And we celebrate that unbelievable. Like I did that. I can't believe I do it. I know I sound like a, sometimes like a kid when I'm celebrating in between our rounds, but I don't care because even at my age, it doesn't matter to me. The fact that I, I nailed something like that was really difficult. I don't care if I sound stupid to people. I celebrate it because I know that it's only going to make me better when I embrace those small steps. And I allow that to then permeate into my skill set, growth and development. So I'm glad you said that. That was that was a good way to end this conversation. Yeah, thank you, Ali. And really appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely, my man. Um, I'm looking forward to keeping in touch with you. Um, I appreciate everybody that hung out with Alex and I today. Again, the wise words that he shared. If you haven't uh, you know, landed with them, go back and re-listen re to what we talked about because there's quite a bit in here that Alex shared about his, driv his drive and his motivation and why he's able to do what he does despite his age his motivations, et cetera. Um, again, thank you for hanging out with us, Alex. Brother, man, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to doing it again. Thanks so much, Wiley. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. Take care.
those listening today, thanks for hanging out with us. If you're digging what you're hearing, don't forget to give that subscribe button a tap and make sure you rate and review the show. Catch you all in the next conversation. Cheers.